Hello everyone, this is Irliana Samsara with Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Wow, here we are, the eclipse season. Uh, wow, lots to talk about, but um, today we're going to just start our, probably a three-part eclipse series because we have three eclipses. Today was the first one in a, a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. Then we have uh, for the summer solstice, in the northern hemisphere, southern sol- su- summer solstice, and in the southern hemisphere, the winter solstice. Um, to be fair to all of you Kiwis and Aussies and um, people down under and below the equator, we, we want to be uh, equanimous here. So we have a very auspicious eclipse, solar eclipse coming up, and we'll be talking about that one on the next episode. And then a third eclipse, a lunar eclipse on July 5th, exactly a month from today. It's rare to have three eclipses, um, like an eclipse sandwich. We're actually not going to have another one, I understand, for about nine years. We had one in the summer of 2018 when we first had the Cancer and Capricorn eclipses coming in. And now they are concluding. This is the final These are the final eclipses in Cancer and Capricorn, um, the solar eclipse and then the lunar eclipse next month. Uh, But today is the first eclipse we have in the new cycle of Gemini and Sagittarius. So as I've, you know, shared before, Gemini and Sagittarius are all about disseminating uh, knowledge, addressing injustices, uh, sounds familiar, right? Um, being able to connect with people and listen to the, the evolutionary uh, impulse here for the collective is to listen and explore other points of view and, um, you know, come around and, and work our magic that way. So that's exciting. <laughs> and and I, I probably, I just want to pause here for a moment and just take a moment and say, we are dedicating this episode to George Floyd and also to Brianna Taylor. Today would have been her 27th birthday. She's the woman that was shot eight times by police in Louisville a few months ago. And so, and we also dedicate this episode to the countless others, you know, Trayvon Martin and uh, Michael Brown, Eric Garner. Um, all of the people named and unnamed that have suffered abuse and brutality and, re- and horrific systemic racism. So we dedicate this um, to in your honor and, and in, in memory of rest in power. And using this as an opportunity to heal. So um, got some interesting things to share with you, things I've discovered about around this eclipse. Uh, but first I'll just give you the broad outlook. Uh, This is a lunar eclipse, and because it's in Sagittarius, and the south node for the next two years is going to be, is in the sign of Sagittarius, that means it's a south node lunar eclipse. So a south node always refers to, it's the dragon's tail, as could be known as the dragon's head being the north node, the dragon's tail in the south node. And what that does is it's about um, the dragon's tail is associated with releasing um, accumulated energies, maybe stuck energies. Um, Also could be a karmic reckoning. 
um, accumulated injustices, you could say, because in Sagittarius rules, the you know the law and criminal justice and and reform. So uh, this particular eclipse is a very very intense one. Typically, lunar eclipses, you know, as as the story goes, lunar eclipses are not uh, the they don't have the the power and the punch of a solar eclipse, um, but they their their effects don't last as long. Maybe only six months typically, but because we have another lunar eclipse only a month later, this one is has a short duration. So it's really only going to color what's going to be happening between now and the solar eclipse in two weeks. Um, so you know, I will say as as you probably remember me saying that eclipses are the most powerful um, event in astrology. And so they are markers. They are showing us uh, new paths forward where a door closes and there's no going back in an eclipse. Things are, you know, evolve and change and shift. Magical, incongruous, nonlinear change. You know, magical doesn't always mean la la la, you know, Disney, you know, although sometimes it does. But um, obviously, with all the horrific uh, violence that's been going on the last uh, two weeks, 10 days, uh, it's been, um, I would say that that's that's an energy there that is, um, you know, it's not exactly magical, but it is, there's a lot of darkness that is being uh, released and um, we are in the thick of it as as you know so we want to be very aware and protected and protective of ourselves of others and of these energies because there's a lot of darkness that's fighting this change that has needed to occur for so long the other day i was trying to contemplate the vastness to to wrap my brain around the vastness of what's occurring in our society and how exciting it is that we're finally getting this healing it's been 401 years <laughs> you know and uh of course i'm referring to 1619 which is the first slave ship arriving on the shores of north america um but you know when you think about the entire the entirety of it to to the scope of of what's occurring and the potential of it it's unlike anything we've ever seen or lived through and i really truly feel that we're in completely unknown territory in a good way um because that gives us the ability to fashion what we desire what we want as as a collective as a society and the uh the level of racism that has pervaded uh western society and the united states for centuries um it, it's you know when you think about it long before the united states became a country you know it was over 200 uh, sorry uh a hundred and something years, you know, a hundred and forty years um, after the first slave ship arrived is uh, roughly is when um, the United States finally came into existence. So we were already a slave owning, you know, co- this colony. And 
um, I remember reading that when the, the founding fathers put together the Declaration of Independence, that um, there were many, many of those people, many of the signers that fought tooth and nail to get slavery abolished from the get-go. And they, they saw the hypocrisy of it, you know, obviously. And they fought and fought, and some of them were, some of the people were not, but they really tried hard to eradicate and abolish slavery. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, but, um, you know, I think about that, and I think about George Washington having slaves. I think about uh, Thomas Jefferson. Last year, when my friend Holly and I went to Washington, D.C., and you can go back in the previous episodes about that. If you haven't uh, listened to that, you might want to uh, take a gander over to, uh, let's see, it was back in uh, August of last year. And uh, it was all about the um, our trip to Washington, but it was it was such an outrageous, like cathartic experience. Oh my goodness, um, of of our visit to the African American History Museum, Museum of History and Culture. And let's see, that would be episode twenty, episode twenty one, and episode twenty two back in August, late July and early August, twenty nineteen. So um, anyway, just to to give you that, um, you know, when I when I just think about the the, I remember thinking about Thomas Jefferson because one of the things we discovered was that Thomas Jefferson had, um, and he had of course children with his slave Sally Hemings. I think it's pretty clear. I mean, that's kind of a well known fact in American history. But what I didn't know was that even though he had children with her, he enslaved his own children. He didn't grant them freedom, emancipation. It's like your own kids. And and it's like, wow, really? You're on the nickel? You're in American currency? You have an outrageously huge, you know, memorial in Washington, D.C. with, you know, alabaster marble. And, and it's this man that is, you know, has this shadow side. So you see, this is all coming up now. Of course, with the Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in Capricorn all of this year, there's this outrageous purging and this emotional catharsis of the deep roots of toxicity and uh, corruption that have long been in our national fabric so and societal fabric, of course. Um, and the, these eclipses now, now that we are passing out of the Cancer Capricorn eclipse axis, where we got to see this and uh, see what new leadership, more compassionate leadership to reinvent our society with. Now, as the baton is passed, and it has just last month passed into Sagittarius, Gemini, North Node, Sagittarius, South Node, um, it is now saying, okay, now that we see, you know, what's the potential for a new enlightened leadership, now let's take down the old stuff and really let's dissolve it, you know, and um, and build like Mercury, the Lord of the North Node is saying, let's dissolve, let's just get rid of this, you know, toxic structure and ideas, and then we'll, we'll do the right thing and in make laws that are just and fair for everyone. So that's what's happening now. And this is a very, very intense turning point with three eclipses. 
So this first one, I'm going to just talk a little bit today about the um, the lunar eclipse in Sag as at 15 degrees, was was it 15 degrees? So many numbers to keep in my head. Oh, the life of an astrologer. Uh, yes, it was 15 degrees. So um, let's see. Let's see. Where do I want to dig in? Um, well, in this, I think the biggest, um, the, the big thing to be aware of in this eclipse is that we have this very intense T-square. So in a in a in the chart it looks like this giant red triangle <laughs> red i'm going to say hot red because mars is at the apex so mars is war and aggression and um you know obviously we've seen plenty of that mars and pisces and it's conjunct or aligned with neptune it hasn't even gotten it's only right now 5 degrees away so i'm just going to say to you hang in there stay the course this is not over by any means. But this Mars and Neptune conjunct in Pisces is making a square to the lunar eclipse. So the lunar eclipse is the moon is in Sag and the sun's in Gemini, right? So it's making this dynamic tension and it's calling for change. Pisces can represent, and, and, and Neptune, it's, you know, abuse, the abuse of police power, right? There's Mars represents the police and the military. So the abuse of power is very much uh, one of the the really big uh, themes here. Now, um, I drew up a chart for, the, uh, for Washington, D.C., for the eclipse. So the city of Washington, this Mars square is in the fifth house, which would be I would say it's, you know, creative will and the, and it's the desire to change and to, to um, fashion uh, something new and bold and courageous. And by doing so, we are learning compassion, forgiveness, uh, but we're also standing up and taking our power back from being um, victimized. So a perfect example of that. Al Sharpton, if you haven't listened to the eulogy for George Floyd, it was yesterday and it was outrageous. Go uh, pull it up. It is absolutely worth listening to. Um, when he said, you know, get your, um, it, the collectively, the, um, the chant or the mantra, <laughs> you know, for, for this epic occurrence would be, uh, get your knee off my neck. So Mars and Pisces with a square, in the eclipse, oh yeah, get your knee off my neck, for sure. So um, anyway, what we also want to look at is not only is Mars uh, aligned with Neptune on this, and it's, you know, going to be inching up closer and closer as we get to the solar eclipse. Um, It's also um, not too far, it's only two degrees away from Nessus. Nessus is an, uh, what is a trans-Neptunian object? Uh, it's out, it's way the heck out there. Um, Nessus is a, uh, I get so bogged down with all the various astronomical delineations. Sometimes I, I remember them as trans-Neptunian or an asteroid or dwarf planet. Sometimes these are um, even uh, not exactly, uh, there's just differing points of view about it in the astronomical community. But anyway, Nessus, which is ha- relates to abuse, um, is at 13 degrees of Pisces. So Nessus is conjunct Mars. So you've got this little 
train called um, Nessus, Mars, and another asteroid that I came across, interestingly enough, is asteroid Requiem. So we have this, what's called a stellium, like a little tiny choo-choo train of four planets and bodies here. One, two, three, four. Nessus, Mars, right? Abuse, police abuse, Requiem, obviously we know that, conjunct Neptune. So we could say that this, the conflict is all about this releasing of ourselves being held back and being abused and being held and, you know, imprisoned, like literally imprisoned, like African-American men are the highest incarcerated population on the planet. You know, it's time to like look at that and break that down. But it's also... um yeah, it's just dissolving these old uh, structures of abuse and uh, with with not just the prison system and, and such, but just any the part of society where we are feel we're, we're enslaved and shut down and shut in. So I find that pretty amazing that that's very prominent and it will be prominent for the other, the next two eclipses as well. It'll get closer to Neptune, but the fact that Requiem right now is sandwiched between Mars and Pisces, uh, sorry, Mars and Neptune and Pisces says a lot. You know, yes, we are seeing a lot of death. I also want to just give a little shout out to COVID. I know you're so tired of hearing it. I know. Me too. But um, I'm, I'm when I first, before the George Floyd tragedy, when I first saw that Re- Requiem sitting there, the first thing I thought of, of course, was COVID. Neptune rules infections, right, that, it's in a sextile to Pluto, you know, so obviously thinking of the pandemic. And I just want to say, before I go back to George Floyd and and, and everyone, um, we have to stay safe and stay mindful. Um, We don't want to lose our head about anything. As much as we're very impassioned about standing up for injustice, we also have to stand for our health. So I've noticed that so many of the protesters um, have worn their face masks. And, uh, you know, and some of them in, in scenes, I've seen them even practice social distancing. There's thousands of people and they're all a few feet apart or I don't know if it's six feet, but I thought that was pretty cool. But then, of course, it, when it gets into mayhem and violence, you, you know, we don't have that. So I'm just saying stay safe, be mindful. Um, the As of today, the the cases in in the United States have hovered at around 20,000. So they have not, um, I think that's new cases, but they, they haven't gone down, like they haven't dropped, you know, like a phew, ski slope. So I'm just going to say, you know, don't let up on that. You have to stay disciplined. Okay, back to George Floyd and, um, and all of that. So this, um, we're going to definitely see changes here. This is not an, an easy eclipse series, this particular one. Um, we do know that the remedy for that tight square with Mars and the sun and the moon, the, um, the fourth leg, if you will, of that square would be about eight, was it, 15 degrees of Virgo. And in the chart of Washington, D.C., that would show up in the 11th house of friends and networks. So being a dedicated sincere, uh, hardworking, um, volunteer work, philanthropic minded, you know, that is the energy that will dissipate tension and 
create um, movement and change. So uh, moving on, another thing I wanted to talk about was the south node for this eclipse is at 29 degrees of Sagittarius. So that's the final degree, as if you remember, nodes move backwards. So they go from 29 degrees to zero degrees over about a year and a half, two year span. So right now, the 29th degree, uh, south node, at it's a very karmic degree, the 29th degree of any sign is called the anoretic or karmic degree. So we definitely see a lot of adjustment and a lot of releasing. And uh, like I was saying earlier, any kind of stuck accumulated energies. So we really pay attention. It's important to pay attention when the what happens around the time when the nodes change signs, like they just did last month. Um, because those energies are key to our um, all of those events and things that happened around that. In our case, COVID, as and then the the um, the civil rights protests. Um, all of those are uh, very key to the uh, evolutionary um, unfoldment of our consciousness. So, uh, twenty nine degrees in of. Um, in Sagittarius, you could we could be seeing, and we we will be seeing, and ha- are seeing the fall of, of people in power, uh, crumbling. You know, um, people losing their base. Uh, certainly, I think of Trump because he's you know panicking and hiding in a bunker and uh, putting a wall around him uh, because he's not getting his way, and then he has to like a bully, you know, forcing his will on people uh, with. Um, with threats to send in the military. Well, you know, Sagittarius does rule military matters. Um, and so this is a very serious thing. Uh, but the, um, there's a very harsh judgmental quality to the shadow part of Sag is this zealousness and, you know, harsh laws that are punishing people and such. So um, the South Node at 29 we are definitely uh, seeing that and um, moving through that. We want to, of course, create our ourselves and our realities and our intentions around uh, doing the right thing and creating laws that are compassionate, that listen to all sides, that represent you know the best of us. But you will be seeing, we all will be seeing a fall of a lot of people in power, um, you know, with whether it's the elite, you know, Sag is, you know, very much about people at the top, just like it was, it is for Capricorn. And um, it also rules religion and academia. So we'll definitely be seeing more uh, with the, um, with, uh, you know, church abuses, things like that. Um, Epstein resurfaced again with the, there was, I think it was a Netflix documentary that was, um, people were in outrage about, about a week or so ago. So again, you know, these, these subjects are not um, going away lightly and there's more to be, to be shared about that. You know, Gemini rules youth, so uh, the eclipses in Gemini and Sag are probably going to reveal, and, you know, Mercury is also commerce, so, you know, youth trafficking, sex trafficking, um, human trafficking um, definitely is one of the subjects that will be um, coming up again um, for us in in this eclipse uh, cycle, in this eclipse axis over the next two years. All right, so uh, let's see. You know, and I also want to say that it was the previous cycles of the Gemini Sag eclipses uh, brought us Martin Luther King, the March on Selma, 
the beginning of the Vietnam War, the American involvement in the Vietnam War. Um, and I found it really quite fascinating that um, it was just revealed in the news today, I don't know if you heard, but Ava DuVernay, who re uh, directed the film Selma, uh, it turns out that um, the Academy, the, uh, which, you know, hands out Oscars, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, uh, sciences, sorry, can't talk today. <laughs> um, the Academy is responding to a claim made by the star of that movie, uh, David Oyelowo. Oyelowo, sorry, David. Oyelowo. Okay. Anyway, he played Martin Luther King, and um, he made a um, a comment that um, Oscar voters refused to support their film. It was in 2014 that they made this film. I, I wondered why it didn't get an Oscar nomination. You know, it, it was so critically acclaimed. Um, I haven't seen it because I was, I remember feeling, oh my God, it's like so sad. Like I didn't want to see it because it was sad. But um, it, it's very painful for me to watch that. But I just have to get over it, you know, really. Um, so anyway, I'm going to promise myself that I will watch that film because I love her. I think she's a great director. Anyway, um, their film, uh, the reason why the Oscars apparently snubbed them was because um, after the killing of Eric Garner in, in 2014, the whole, um, the, ca the crew or the cast of the, um, of the film showed up wearing um, black t-shirts that said, I can't breathe. So you might recall that that was the originally uh, Eric Garner when he was killed at the hands of police it became a whole movement. And of course, unfortunately, George said the same thing. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was interesting that here at the karmic degree, 29 degrees of uh, Sagittarius, the truth comes out, you know, about this injustice. So, um, you know, David said that the members of the Academy, um, I'm just looking at this news, head, uh, news story, uh, they threatened to sabotage Selma's awards chances. And they were very disapproving of them wearing this to the movie's premiere, the t-shirts. Um, they, they did win an Oscar for Best Original Song. Um, I, apparently, Ava DuVernay never acknowledged this until today. Um, but, um, and the Academy said, oh, well, this is unacceptable. And, you know, like, sorry, we're committed to progress. But they never said sorry. So why, not, why can't you just say you're sorry and you did the wrong thing? But um, anyway, um, the, but apparently, according to David, members of the Academy called into the studio and the producers and said, how dare they do that? Why are they stirring you know what? And we are not going to vote for that film because we don't think it's their place to be doing that. So there it is, you know, systemic racism. Anyway, um, it was nominated. Oh, OK. No, I did see here. Let me correct myself. Um, Selma was nominated for Best Picture at the 2015 Oscars, yet Oyelowo was snubbed for his critically acclaimed lead performance uh, as the legendary civil rights leader. The Academy drew harsh criticism for its all-white slate of acting nominees. And she was also denied a, a directing nomination. And that is where we got the Oscars So White movement that thank God, you know, corrected that in the years to follow. Um, but anyway, uh, unfortunately, last year it came up again. There were like, there was only like one African-American person nominated for 
um, Oscar. And so it's something that we have to stay on top of, you know, the price of freedom being eternal vigilance. So anyway, the, the part of the film that, um, yeah, they just use their privilege to deny, this is what David was saying, they use their privilege to deny a film on the basis of what they valued in the world. And then hours later, Ava DuVernay said on Twitter, true story. So it's interesting that, again, this is all coming out now. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they said we're not going to vote for that film because they have the audacity to be protesting when all they are is actors. You know, and I have to say the same thing just happened in the golf world. I don't know if you saw this in the headlines, but Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, and I want to say it was Justin Thomas, like three of the world's top golfers, they came out with statements expressing their sadness at the tragedy of George Floyd's uh, death. And they got hate mail and, and uh, angry comments um, on their Twitter feeds. And he, guys were writing in, stick to golf. You have no right, you know, you shouldn't be talking. Basically, they told him to shut up. And I thought, oh, my God. But So my hat is off to them for standing up. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, released a very eloquent statement about that. And um, I have to say a shout-out to Holly. Thank you, Holly, because Holly um, interviewed Damon Hack, the Golf Channel, who is African-American broadcast anchor, um, and somebody else whose name escapes me. Sorry, Holly. <laughs> but just the other day on her show, The Golf Insiders, which is a very popular uh, podcast in the golf community and, um, and show, radio show. And so uh, anyway, she interviewed um, in, uh, on, them, on their experiences and, and going moving forward. And, you know, that's, that's bold considering that these people got such a uh, kickback. But that's the only way we're going to heal. And that's what this eclipse cycle is, is uh, pushing us, release the past, release the old ways of being there where you have been comfortable, lunar eclipse, right? Lunar, the moon, the old uh, instinctual ways, it's time to let it go. And so I'm really glad that, um, you know, that Holly, you know, she did what she could, you know, and she, she said it turned out, I, I still have to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet, but I, I know Holly. She's a great interviewer. So um, anyway, um, kudos, yay, to all of us who are doing whatever we can to, um, to open our hearts and to really deeply rethink things, rethink how we relate to others. That would be another great uh, way, our ways of relating that, um, that need to change. And this, this eclipse is certainly pointing to that. It's a very rich time. The uh, last thing I want to say about it is interest. You know how I'm just the asteroid geek. You know, I mean, I can't help it. I'm just like, when is that ever going to change? I don't know because I'm just. I love these little facts. Um, but there are three asteroids which I thought was really amazing. They're all conjunct. They're all lined up for this eclipse, and that's Pholus, which is the one that it's about. You know, the lid comes off. Then there's Quaor, which is a, I think it's called a trans-Neptunian object. But anyway, it's way the heck out there, in, uh, out by, I think, Pluto. Anyway, that is the, that's named after the creator god of the Tongva people, the original Angelinos. Like, <laughs> they settled Los Angeles. Before all you 
Angelinos driving around in your Mercedes Benz and your Gucci loafers. You know what? They're the Tongva where they are way ahead of you. Okay. So, you know, they, 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 they held, they, they grounded that area with consciousness. So what I love about that, that, uh, it's a, he's a centaur. Okay. The centaur of transformation is what he is associated with. Um, and what I think it's pretty cool. I want to read you something interesting about, um, this is one person's, uh, you know, interpretation of, which is helping me understand these, these, um, outrageous, uh, objects out there in space. Um, because they're little markers. Of course, it doesn't have the mass of a giant planet or all the other planets in our solar system, but they, they give us a little hint. They, they're markers. So they're kind of okay, you know, look over here, or this, it kind of gives meaning to some larger issues. And the Quaor, um, this is some ways of describing Quaor's action. Um, after something bad comes something new, some new expansion of consciousness. Now we have these in the sign of Capricorn, so that's government, government and society. Um, a price must be paid I know, a painful process, as we are seeing, before something new happens. A break with something, a break with the past, so that we can move on. Uh, where something has to die first and, and before something new can um, happen. So we got Astro Asteroid Requiem doing that as well. So that's that's a lot of uh, things about letting go. Um, you could... Quaor the cre was like the creator god, and he created through dance or rhythm and creations. So um, you know, it's interesting. It's like a, a like you could say this is the dance of a whole new society, a whole new reality that's taking shape. But the final thing to share today is both of those. The lid comes off. Folus Quaor creating out of you know using all of our powers to create a better society is conjunct asteroid, wait a minute, drum roll please, asteroid George, isn't that amazing, three, four, five degrees cap, Folus, Quaor, George, voila, I thus finish my conversation on the lunar eclipse, I close with that with that statement. So that's all for now. Um, thank you all for, for listening. And if there's anything I can do for you, just, and I love, of course, hearing from you, your feedback is essential. How can I make this better? How can I serve you? And uh, how can we, um, you know, what kind of topics you'd like to see? You're welcome to share everything. Uh, feedback, criticism, I need, I need to hear from every, every aspect. So we're in this together. Anyway, all right, that's all for now. Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Many blessings. Stay safe. Keep praying. Pray, 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 pray for the healing of the world. This is definitely massive and um, long, long overdue. Okay, namaste.